Good evening and welcome to Three Valleys Radio. It's Wednesday night at 7 o'clock and that means it's time for football. Bloody hell. the show tonight we've got Dame Hilda Pryor she got a Dame Hood in the honours list recently Paul Thorpe Ricky Hyatt has just about survived uh, his trip to Old Trafford I should be here as well. And thanks to the wonders of Zoom, we'll be joined by Kevin Gall. Sit back and enjoy as we dissect the weekend's football results. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Football Bloody Hell. And we've got a right shower tonight, I can tell you. Dame Hilda Everidge is here. Hello, Hilda. Hello, Hilda. You're supposed I wasn't to sure say... what you were going to say there for a minute. Well, Dame Hilda Everidge. Um, Thorpey, hello, Thorpey. Hello, possums. Hello. Good evening, everyone. And then uh, lovely Rick... to be here again. Rick's sitting there waiting for all the all the crap we're going to get thrown at us later on. All right, Rick. All right, Rick. To have with yeah, us. Yeah, I can hear you. You you you've frozen. There you go. Oh. Um, um, yeah. Well, anyway, I was I was about to say. Uh, we're very pleased to have with us tonight, Mr. Kevin Gall. Good evening, Kevin. Good evening. How are you doing, old dog? Yes, not too bad, thanks. Good, Everyone good. okay? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Yep. Good stuff. Good right. night. Hilda Everidge, what are we going to start with tonight, then? Arsenal? Yeah, that's not a bad place to start, is it? I think... Um... I think we'll start with them purely because obviously it's the big story that they've got knocked out, but it will have to be closely followed by Cambridge over Newcastle, which I'm sure Rick is desperate to uh, to get into it. But um, to be fair to Forrest, I think that's the second time they've done it in four years, is it? Um, I'm not sure. Um, I didn't really look too much at the, the lineup that Arsenal would put out, so I'm not quite sure if they rotated many players or not, or whether it was a... Uh, you know, a good uh, representation of what they would normally play in the league because, you know, we've laughed at Arsenal quite a bit on this podcast this season, but to be fair to them, in the last sort of uh, seven, eight weeks or so, they've been one of the informed teams in the country if you take the top couple of sides out of the equation. So um, this is still a bit of a surprise, this one, but it was great to see Forrest have 25,000 maximum capacity at the 
the city ground and it just looked like a, you know, a proper cut tie and um, fair play to them and <coughs> poor old Arsenal. Yeah, with their, think, white, um, with their white shirts on, eh? that was a bit uh, bizarre, I thought. I mean, I know what it's for, etc., but it just yeah. I didn't think it worked, kind of thing. But not with the numbers. No, exactly. All the names, all the, the logo on the front, nothing worked. But there, you know. It said no more. It said no more red. But some of the players had red boots with white boots on with red with red on them. <laughs> what was that? Consist- what was that? Blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's what it was. Uh, yeah, <laughs> AD. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just. Sort of, I, have to, so. I, I have to say, I thought it was thoroughly deserved, and I think Steve Cooper is becoming uh, a really up-and-coming coach. He's had a, a good spell. I'm very surprised, actually, they got rid of him at Swansea. But um, he, he, a really shrewd signing for, for Nottingham Forest. And not only that, um, was it Diop Spence? Uh, right yeah, yeah, the right back. Yeah. yeah, he was good. Absolutely. They just couldn't cope. They just couldn't cope with him, and he absolutely looked. Couldn't believe it. Is he? Is, is that right? Where he's actually from Middlesbrough. He's on loan from Middlesbrough. From Middlesbrough. How's he not playing for Middlesbrough? I mean, mm. I just couldn't. That's either a one-off performance of a lifetime, or they they've missed something. Because to me, he had pace. His control was was exceptional. His defensive ability on tucking round was really good. I mean, these either guys just had a. Had a had like a absolute one-off master game, and we and or they haven't seen something because I thought he was absolutely outstanding, and I think that will open quite a few people who, who scouts looking at him. Don't know what if you you're think. Gonna do it, if you're going to have a game of your lifetime, do it in front of the telly cameras. Yeah, for sure. Well, no, absolutely, you know, absolutely, and um, you know, some people have a career uh, uh, based on what they've seen in one particular game, which you can all remember, but. That was an outstanding performance, and um, you know, at 21 years old uh, of age, like you know, I think he's got a bright future. When he first went to Middlesbrough, he was he started off really well, and then I think Warnock, he didn't he didn't play many games under Warnock, and then he just fizzled out a little bit. But I mean, I watched the game as well myself, and he looked excellent, to be honest. Is that, do you think that's just a clash of personality, or he just didn't fancy the way he played? Corey? I, I, th- I th- to be honest, I think Warnock, knowing a lot of stuff, what went on in Middlesbrough, he didn't want to play the younger players. So I believe. Yeah. So mm. I think Warnock went in there knowing that he needed some experienced players. I think so. I think a lot of the academy players and stuff were told right from the off that they're not really, not so much they weren't going to get a chance, but I think that you know they were going to use the older players to start. So I think that. I think that, is, that was um, maybe why. Is the is the young lad English? Because the reason I ask that is because Thorpe makes a good point that he's got a good career ahead of him. But um, hopefully, from his perspective, he doesn't have aspirations to play for England because he's going to be another one of about 150 right backs that have already come through or coming through. Unfortunately for him, yeah, he's, oh, he's, he's, he's a London, London boy. Yeah, London yeah, London boy, he's a London yeah. Lad. yeah, yeah, he's a London lad. Yeah. Just got it on yeah. Wikipedia. Yeah. <clears throat> the I mean, I, I just thought that it's one of the outstanding performances of the whole competition, I think, so far. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he yeah, really shot really out, good, yeah. really yeah, shone out that, that well, like, you know. And it's, it's funny, isn't it? Because the cup competitions over the last couple of years, you know, I think we've said this before in um, in podcast uh, 
um, Gawley, is that you know is the fact that these competitions actually have got given a huge opportunity for the younger element of a professional. Yeah, football. for sure. You yeah, know, a lot of the bigger clubs. Some, yeah. A lot of the bigger clubs are playing like younger you, players, aren't they? Yeah, been using those games as a as a as a stepping stone into the first team, and I mean, you know, yeah, Liverpool have done it with with huge success, and uh, yeah, you know, you know, and and certainly some other players have come through from other clubs as well, and um, you know, it's Saka straight away at Arsenal. Yeah, 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 you know, and. Um, so well, I think the uh, league the league tried to do that EFL trophy, didn't they, with the under twenty ones coming in, and it mm. didn't really work. I mean, because they were just getting beat by League One, League Two teams, and they weren't really sort of showing themselves. But I think when the younger players get bled into a team which features natural first team players, I think mm. that inspires the kids a little bit. Thorpe, you know, it's like back in the day when, like, when I played in academy, we were we were integrated. You know, the old reserve league. You know, yeah. you were playing with first team players who yeah. weren't who didn't play on a Saturday. So all of a yeah. sudden you're playing a reserve game with the likes of a top name player or three yeah. or four top name players. So as a kid, all of a sudden you think, well, I've got up my game a little bit here. So yeah. I think that that I'm, we're seeing a lot, especially in the FA Cup, we're seeing that a hell of a lot more now. And I, and I think it's great because with the new Brexit rules and stuff like this coming in, a lot of the younger English players now have got to get a bit of a chance. So it's good and to that- see. And that and that brings on our uh, possibly later on, in, in, you know, when they get the, the good ones that come through, helps yeah. our international side become better. For you know, sure, I've been, yeah. Uh, I, I've been sort of like really disappointed. Even like, we understand like in the Premiership that um, that these you know foreign players are good, but I always thought, yeah. well, hang on a minute, there must be there's so many African players coming through, and, and I know it's yeah. a huge market, you know, in, in the scouting um, yeah. industry. But you know, surely there are youngsters coming through that are equally as good, and which which should be fairly, you know, um, should be cheap enough. Yeah, for to sure. To actually yeah. start working through, and uh, you know, I think this, I, I'm all in favour of seeing the youngsters come through and yeah, the me opportunity too. to play. To, in these to top be honest, games. Though, to be honest, there'll be a lot of the the younger England age groups now are really good. They've got some yeah. really really top players coming through. So mm. it's like you look at the yeah. you look at the young lad who made his um, Emery, uh, a young kid for played for Stoke, youngest player ever to play for Stoke last uh, last um, it was the other night or whenever they played. Um, I mean, he's a real real talent. Plays for England under 18s. You know, mm. there are kid there are some really good kids coming through. So, like I say, it would be it's great to see in these big games, these FA Cup games that. The big teams are using, you know, some of these kids, which is great. Yeah, because the pressure is on taking your opportunity when you actually get it, isn't it? I Absolutely. Mean, I know when yeah. I, you know, when I when I was young, and I know that was in, in black and white days, you know, when, when TV was in black and white. But it's, you know, it, it was, it was hard to get that opportunity. Yeah, yeah. The question is, though, why is it? You have to why take is it always fullbacks? I say always fullbacks, but I mean there seems to be one hell of a lot of them are fullbacks. Why is that? Any ideas? I would say it's well, well, I mean, to, to be honest, look at Juan Basaka. Look at people like this. I mean, he had one good season. I mean, he's not the best footballer in the world, but he's an athlete, you know, and he's great one v one defending. And Man United paid fifty million quid for him, and you watch him week in week out for Man United now. And don't get me wrong, he's he's good defending, but he's you know he doesn't do that great going forward because of his ability so when you look at DJ DJ Spence last night 
he had a bit of everything. Like Thorpe said, oh. he had, you know, he could, he's an absolute <clears throat> athlete. He's quick, he's strong. He could get forward. One v one the defender was good. His technique was good. So for me, you know, the, 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 there are some really good boys. He's got a great name as well. I yeah, think. Yeah, I think yeah. if you want to go far in football, you've got to have a half decent name as well. Yeah, I think so too, yeah. yeah. You know, not be funny, when you actually think what you've just said, you know, when you won the sacker and then you sort of see yeah. this lad, you know, which one would you want? I know. I, yeah. you know, I know it's only one, I know we've seen it for one game, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but looking at it now, I'd say, I'd be looking at him and, and He's I'm got really everything, thinking, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. one, we all know that nowadays they've got to be an they've got to be athletes, haven't they? Like, yeah. You know, and, and, um, and it's a totally different style of play now, you know. Yeah. And, uh, it's a good job I played when I did because I probably would have no chance. Now, <laughs> you know, really, well, the game's changed a lot, I know. It? Yeah. yeah, it's just changed so much, isn't it? Like, but, um, you know, uh, seeing, seeing, you know, the beauty of this FA Cup as well is that it really has brought up some outstanding performances and, um, has, yeah. you know, and really shown, and, and it's been one where some teams have been really struggling. I mean, Tottenham, it took Tottenham to the, 78th minute to, to, to get yeah. back to 1 1. Yeah. And I thought it was like, a performance, uh, you know, that they, that they gave. So, you, so, so do you go you go back to the FA Cup or like for a, for a long, long time before you look at, you'll, you'll remember the, obviously when we played Yeovil, when we played Liverpool. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm. we took, and they, they, they put a really strong team out. You know, they took till 80 minutes and then Hugo Rodriguez, yeah, a dive. A dive. You know, and that changed yeah. the game. And, yeah. you know, but like I say, for us as a team, the confidence that we had to go and play against, you knew you had to be at your best. But mm. it just showed that, you know, there wasn't, listen, there's a, a massive gap as in consistency and quality and stuff. But on that one-off game, you know, you just never know what's going to happen. And it's like I say, you know... Typical look, look cheating Liverpool, isn't it, just, really? <laughs> you would say that. You typical say that. cheating Liverpool. But talking of, talking of Liverpool, FA Cup games. I'm of, just going to say, I think just moving on to what you're going to talk about, Edwin. I think it would be a good idea if all FA Cup ties stopped after 33 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> See where they were at. That's a really good idea. But but talking oh, of dear. talking of, of Liverpool and Manchester City. Both of them have got real easy draws home. You know, it makes you sick, doesn't it? It really does make well, you it's sick. Only, listen, it's what comes out of the draw line. You know, I think actually Bournemouth... Can, really can we all agree that it's normally Chelsea that gets the best draw? Because I don't think they had an away tie in the FA Cup for quite some time. Mm. And they've gone from Chesterfield to Plymouth. And I just thought that, seeing as we've all got Manchester United and Liverpool allegiances, let's let's try and look at the boys in blue and give it to them. <laughs> are, you, are you suggesting, Hilda, that there were hot balls at work? Oh well, I mean, I'm not one to talk hot, about hot balls, Rick. Hot, hot, hot or heavy? <laughs> hot or heavy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, hot and heavy. About the heavy side these days. <laughs> I mean, Bournemouth have got a good tie again, haven't they? Like, you know, to them. I mean, yes. I would say Bournemouth at home against Boreham You'd like to think that like, Boreham played really, really well. But, you know, it's, Bournemouth are exceptionally good, I thought. I thought their, their play was, was, was excellent. You know, there's Bournemouth some other decent, tricky ones. Because yeah. Southampton got Coventry. That's a tricky tie. You know, there's definitely one going out against Everton and Brentford. Thorpey, what about 
What about Cambridge then doing Newcastle? Because that was probably the other biggest story, if not the biggest. Uh, again, totally undeserved. Did, did, I mean, did I've you watch thought... the game? Did, did anybody watch the game? I mean, no, what, only caught the highlights. Newcastle were honestly, they were. I mean, they were so poor. You know, yeah. like you know, you you'd think new manager going in there, things are turning around a little bit and stuff. You know, as in they've got a big budget to spend, and ultimately, you know, they're in a position where. You know, teams can basically, you know, players can basically fight for their own place now. They've got a lot of injuries. They've had a big bout of COVID. I get that, but they do. They honestly do have a lot of decent young players coming, like coming through. There's a, there's a few. So, but to be honest, it just looked like that. You know, they were strolling around the pitch, and you 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 play like that in the FA Cup against Cambridge, who some of them are on six seven hundred quid a week. You know. Yeah, that, that's gonna that's gonna get their backs up, you know, and they, they think, well, yeah, hang on, we've got a chance here, you know, and that's exactly how Cambridge played. They played on the front foot, <clears> they were in their faces, and Newcastle just didn't like it, to be honest. No, they had forty six thousand there as well. Unbelievable. You know, I mean, listen, um, the support <clears> there is ridiculous. And like, like I say, I mean, I'm a Newcastle <clears> fan <throat> myself, you know, of the club and the whole system and the way that it is and. And it was great to see Eddie, obviously Eddie and Jason and, and stuff. I mean, obviously you'll know Simon Weatherston, who was obviously played with us at Yeovil. He's obviously mm-hmm. first team coach, and you know they've said that the opportunity for them is unbelievable. But I don't know. I mean, I just think that anybody that knows football a little bit can see so so many big wages, so many big egos and stuff in a club that they're they're, they're going to struggle this season in the Premier League. I think. I mean, Trippier really isn't going to forget his debut in a hurry. No, he's not. No, he was. To be honest, he, to be honest, he was one of the standout players. Like he was decent. You know, he he wasn't too bad. To be honest, he you know he at least went around. But even at the end of the game, I think eight or nine of the players actually walked straight down the tunnel. You Kev, know, and Trippier was actually come here. Trippier was calling back on you. Didn't didn't you didn't you play for their youth or something? I'm, I'm imagining that. Yeah, I was there. I was at Newcastle for seven years. Yeah, yeah six, seven years. Yeah. yeah, I thought you did. Yeah, so like I said, I've just I've obviously followed the club since then, um, and obviously I still know a lot of the people within the club and the academy and stuff. And uh, it's a good club. They're good people, to be honest. And it was good to see Eddie go in there, you know, and, and mm. get the opportunity. But I just think that they're on a bit of a high end, and I think they've got so many players that are just sitting there possibly taking you know <clears throat> taking their money and not really pushing pushing through a brick wall and stuff but it's uh, yeah, it's a funny it's a funny time for them to be honest thing is, though, if they now they've got the investment if they invest that money properly yeah then i think there's every chance that they will make the playoffs next season <laughs> you're right <laughs> it's funny somebody said that to me the other day it was really funny somebody said that they said well listen we're down we, we, we look like we're going to go down this year but if we invest right we might make the playoffs next year and you know, you know you look at it and it you actually, think it's right isn't it yeah but you, you, you look at it it could be an absolute godsend for them going down because you think about it's it all those yeah. ones all those all those players who've got the egos and the big contracts yeah. and want to stay as high as they can they'll exactly, want to go yeah. Yeah, that, that that could be, you know, for me, I'd say, do you know what? It could be a good actually, thing for the club. Yeah. Actually, <coughs> let's go down, Trippier. We might go down, but stick with me. Yeah, and I'll, yeah, build, yeah, I'll sure. build that team because we'll get rid of all the egos. We'll get rid of all the trash. So normally, yeah. in, 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 
in a usual situation, I would agree with that. But I think because Newcastle have got pretty much unlimited funds, I'm not sure yeah. if that's going to matter for P. I reckon they can probably do that if they stay up or not, just because it, of the financial power they've got. It yeah. just depends on how sensible the new owners are going to be about this. Because yeah. you're not going to get instant success. If they think they're going to do that, and, and Thorpe is absolutely right, sometimes you've got to go backwards in order to go progress. Forwards. Yeah, yeah. In one step I think forward, it's not it's not it's not financial for them. The the, fi- the finances it, it doesn't it, it makes no no difference to them whether they stay up or down. The parachute payments, this and that, you know, yeah. they don't need any of that. So ultimately, like Thorpe said, there it could be a chance to just have a bit of a clear out. Yeah, and that might be I their think... only chance if they stay up. They might not be able to get rid of some of them. No, exactly. Mm-hmm. That, and that, that's so, what, that, you're dead right, Gordy, because like when you see some of these contracts that they're on, oh, actually, yeah. you know, he could be uh, Eddie Howe could be stuck for the next two years. But yeah. he doesn't want because he can't get rid of them because they're on so much money. I mean, I mean look you at know, Jacob yeah. Murphy last year; he signed a six-year contract, six-year extension, and I'm thinking, you know, six years. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, he's done it. He's done. He, he's not bad. He's decent, but. He's not going to win Newcastle the Premier League, you know that uh, kind of player, you know. So they do, they do like a six-year contract, don't they? Because yeah. Alan, Alan Pardew, Alan Pardew, yeah. his contract run out yet? No, sir. Well, I think it, I think it ran out recently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> still paying him up until last year. So yeah, mental. Yeah, it's mad. Wow. Yeah, it's a mad. Uh, it's mad. So what about Kidderminster yeah, then? I mean- what about Kidderminster? Well, let's talk about them. I mean, they 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 did equally as well, I thought, because I mean, Reading aren't a bad side to yeah. knock them over in their own patch. Reading a decent deal. How come that game wasn't picked up? I don't understand how all the other fixtures that were there are not on the telly, and that game wasn't one of the televised ones. Uh, no, it's what? because they had to they had to make sure that Man United Villa was on, Rick. Yeah. No, nobody wants to watch that. I am so <laughs> not looking forward to. Can't win. No. You can't win tonight. It's, it's... I, I was I was surprised Yorval 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 a Bournemouth game wasn't televised. To be honest, it uh, was. I, mean, I was. I was. It was. Oh, it was it, it, was it right? Okay. Yeah, they yeah. put three. I think on the on the red. <coughs> button. They're right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Chelsea was oh, okay. on the red button, and so was uh, Everton and Hull. I was think. it right? Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Hell of a draw for Kidderminster though for the next round, getting West Ham United. So you would have thought yeah. that that would definitely be on the telly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I hope I hope West Ham do something where they where they maybe share the gate with them or something like that, or so you know, just to provide a bit more money for Kidderman. Well, given that you can't have replays now, that would be the decent thing to do, really. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because like yeah. you say, if they they got them away, they would have made a fortune, probably, wouldn't they? But mm. maybe at home, if it's televised, it'll probably make more sense. I remember once when Yeovil played Kidderman. I was going to say, I Which remember when, when Yeovil played Kidderminster once, going right back. And we drove up to Kidderminster. I've never seen a pitch like it. It like they'd had tractors going over it with bloody ploughs on the back of it. It was an absolute yeah. tip. And that would have been in your that day, I suspect, actually... Gawley. Yeah, I remember playing there. I remember Gavin Williams scored a goal. Scored the pitch was horrendous. Yeah. But Gav, I think he took on about five players and scored. We were thinking, how has he done that with a pitch like it was, to be honest? <laughs> it was like yeah, a plough field. It was really, yeah. you know, yeah. but... Yeah, no, those, that, those that are the days. My, yeah, yeah that's that's actually good. my debut as Kitty Minster away. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. It's, it's interesting. Did they have Jan <clears throat> Moby at one time as manager? That rings a bell. Yeah. 
Just going back to the actual FA Cup ties, you know, Nottingham Forest have uh, they've got now another that's another really interesting tie. Um Wolverhampton have got Norwich, which I would have said the way that Wolverhampton are playing at the moment, um it would be uh you know would be absolutely wonderful look you had to you had to go to Wolverhampton, didn't you? You just couldn't resist it, could you? Against Middlesbrough. Sorry, not a fixture like that. United can't even make it into the draw by default. This is a terrible. And also, not not be funny. Like it's great serve for um, Hartlepool as well because they're going to be away. We're going to be they're going to be away to Crystal Palace as well, like so. Um, Again, yeah. that's a good money owner for for that that club as well, because like, they obviously need the funds like anybody else to keep running smoothly. So again, having a great, you know, Patrick Vieira taking Palace, who uh, you know I think have been playing really really well, yeah, they are, and um, they've got some good players as well. Yeah. So again, for Hartlepool, that's a fantastic, <coughs> uh, it's a fantastic tie. There's not really many any, many sort of competitions like the FA Cup, is it? That gives these teams an opportunity. Don't get me wrong. I know the lower league teams have to play a hell of a lot more games to get it, but you know you get that bit of luck of the draw sometimes, and you get through. You know, like, like I mean, I was lucky enough to get to the fourth round, and you know, and stuff like that. And you know, it is. I mean, they say the magic of the cup, and I know it sounds a bit. Cool. It is huge for these lower league teams and players. The memories of their careers and their families and stuff it, it, it is such a good competition to uh, you know to give the thing is give it's to probably get a day like Saturday and or a weekend like this weekend where you get the genuine upsets and it reminds you why the FA Cup yeah, is so sure, special yeah. and why even, the, even, the, even the other games Rick like Barnsley and Barrow finished 5-4 yeah, yeah. it was it was that and there were so many goals no, yeah, I'm not being, when the FA Cup is working properly and people respect it and put decent teams out, then you know it is. It is. A, there's a reason why it's the number one club cup yeah. competition in the, in the world or domestic yeah. one anyway. No, I agree. Yeah. Now I'm not one to start rumours, but since we started doing this podcast tonight, two phone calls have come through to my phone, both from people from Yeovil or connected to Yeovil. One who really does know a lot. And I haven't heard from him for ages, so I wonder whether that's uh, I wonder that's ominous as to what's happening behind the scenes. Could be just that's coincidence. Well, we, could, we, could be. we better not say what we think. Well, I, I don't know. Just could could be. But bear in mind, it's going to be two days before this goes out. But I was um, going to say, yeah. But it just we can just speculate, and then the story comes out on Wednesday. Yeah, but you know, Chris Pittles hasn't been on the phone to me for for weeks now, and suddenly Chris Pittles rings up. Now I wonder why. I can't comment. No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'll tell you off air if you want to know anything. I'll tell you off air. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, just um, just very quickly, just very quickly, going back to the FA Cup and about uh, Gawley mentioned about <clears throat> memories. I mean, you know, could you let the listeners know, Gawley, what what still goes through your head, and is it you know the all the good, the fantastic memories you had for the for, from the FA Cup. Yeah, I mean, 
It's probably one of the, I mean, listen, it's probably one of my best memories. I mean, I won the player of the fourth round in the FA Cup when we played Charlton away. Yeah. And obviously, I got invited to the FA Cup final, 2005 FA Cup final. Um, Man United Arsenal. Listen, it was not oh, what a terrible and, final. Yeah, well. I know yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were wrong, um, but yeah, uh, but um, obviously the yeah, losing on pens United, and um, I mean I got invited. We went onto the pitch before the game and half time to receive our shields and got into team oh, of the year. It, so it was it was it was great, and like I say, you know, it wasn't. I mean, just that alone in itself, but it was all the stuff that went behind it, like. For me personally, the, the the team and the the sort of community thing that Gary Gary Johnson had built with the club back in the day, for me was probably one of the biggest memories of that FA Cup. The, you know, going away, pre- the preparations, but it was all. But it was also we weren't doing it as a team. We did it as a whole community. Yeah. So everybody was following. Everyone was following the whole journey with us. So it, and, and I and I find that with all the lower league teams that play in the FA Cup, even if they're playing at home or away, you always see more supporters there. You always see like people traveling. You always see a bit a real big buzz about the whole thing. So I think the FA Cup brings a lot of people, you know, within the community, you know, together. Yeah, so then, for yeah. me, you know, I, I like I said, I was lucky to play in the FA Cup for for various different teams and get to, you know, decent rounds. But that journey we had on, you know, sort of that year with, and, and even the, the year before with, with the Liverpool game, just reminds me of, of sort of, for me, I'll probably get shouted out for this, but probably what's missing from Yorville right now. Um, yeah, you know, camaraderie. whole camaraderie and community. Listen, Darren's built, a, you know, he's done well with the squad and what he's got now, but, I always go back to what Gary did when when I was there, and he made sure everybody was living in Yeovil or as close to. You know, we all did things. We all went into the community to do things for other people, and we were part of Yeovil. You know, mm. and I always say it. You know, yeah. I wasn't born in Yeovil, but I'm a Yeovil fan. Can't tell. And, you know, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you could never yeah. Tell. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, I, like you say, I, I've always said this. I'm, you know, I wasn't born there, but I'm a Yeovil fan, and that was only down to the way that Gary had built the whole squad, but also the sort of welcoming and the togetherness we had with the community. So I think yeah. that you know, that that again, that's like a memory for me, Thorby. To be honest, that, that goes back. You know, the the sort of togetherness that. Everybody went on that journey together. It wasn't just us yeah. as a football player. You know, it was the whole town. It was the whole, it was everything. If you think yeah. of the bus trips that we did around the town, Kev, and, and everybody exactly, yeah. and the, t- the whole town, and there was thousands out on the streets, you know, from, from, yeah. from, from the outskirts of the Oval right through into the borough, people everywhere, Absolutely, wasn't it? Yeah. It was unbelievable feeling. It, it, it was good. It was, listen, it was good times and... Like I say, you know, Yeovil got to the championship and did really well, and you know, then it, you know, you you go down the ladder a little bit and stuff, and and it, it's like I say, it's it's whatever's been going on with the club and the owner and stuff like that. But like I say, you know, for me, it's just always that memory of the squad and the camaraderie that we had together. Mm. You know, we used to go to we used to go to uh, Tamburinos every Friday night before yeah. the game and all mm. eat out together as a, as a team. You know, I was down with I, I was down with Dominique yeah. the other night. Yeah, so you know, and, and Dom, you know, Dom's. I remember, you know, I remember I won. I think 
with the FA Cup, I won a thousand pounds worth of Umbro gear. And I said to Dom, you know, you decide go to give it to a school and he obviously sponsored schools and different things. So mm. the way that it was within everything, you know, the squad and everything, to be honest, it was, for me, I've never been a part of something like that before. So it's always, like I say, I know it's it, sort of the question was about the FA Cup, but it just brought home everything around the FA Cup. But that whole journey was the whole every single season that we had with the over at that point. So, you know, I think that's a, that's a good memory for me. Kev, if you were a... Great runs. Yeah. Kev, how would you get it back, though? I mean, apart from... I know, obviously, you need to hang it on to a, a, an event of some sort, you know, a, a good cup run or whatever, but but how, how how would you get it back? I mean, you think it's all down to the individual in the case of Gary Johnson? We, I mean, you and I both know what he was like behind the scenes, or or is it is it just... Um, was it just the whole group? What was it? I think the whole group. I mean, Gary was very clever to bring in the kind of personalities and players that he did do, to be honest. You know, you had people like, you know, Skivo, who's obviously the, you know, the leader, mm. you know, that everybody respected instantly, you know, and, and then you had people like Gavin Williams, who was an absolute nutcase you know <laughs> and yeah. you had Michael Mc, you had Michael Mc, you had Michael McKindo who was you know off the charts on how serious he was on different things and the way that he was and then you had people like Lee and you know Lee Johnson and Darren Way who were really football mad and serious and then you had people like you know Plucky who wanted to <laughs> absolutely you know take your head off every single game so the, yeah that's Plucky the, it was it was it, yeah, I mean the the, the 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 variation of people um that we had and the sort of the mixture of players, it it just seemed to work. But like I say, I think to be honest, H and, and I think we've had this conversation before, it wasn't so much about that. It was everybody within the part within the club as well. Mm. You know, and you were part of the club, you know, then and, and stuff like that and you seen what everybody was like and everybody seemed to help each other. Oh yeah, so, it was. It was. A, oh, I get. Uh, yeah, it was different, wasn't it? You know, and it's. I think t t for somebody like me that you know I, I wasn't sort of brought up in football, but to get to get a job and work within a, a successful football club, and and to go through some of the highs and lows because we had a few lows as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, you yeah. know that that was something else, and for somebody that's sort of mad about football to suddenly find you're right in the middle of it. And I mean, I remember when yeah. when we went to Wembley for the um the you know the League One playoff, which we won against yeah. Brentford. You know, I mean, there I was, I was on the pitch. Yeah, I was on, I was up there on the pitch. You know, after the game, celebrating, and to do something like that as a sort of, you know, an average Mister Mister Average, and nothing to do with the football club other than working for him. It was unbelievable. It really was. It yeah. was fantastic. And you're yeah. dead right, Kevin. That you know, Gary. You know, Gary did so much to induce that sort of an atmosphere within the club. It's uh, looking back yeah, on it did. now, he was, you know, I mean, when we went to, uh, did you go to Latvia on that tour? No, I didn't. It was just before yeah. I, it was just before I got there. Yeah, I mean, some of the things he he did over there, you know, he, no, he was brilliant. He really was brilliant. But going back to the I mean, FA some Cup, of the, some, some of the some of the things that the lads did out there, you won't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember I remember uh, Carl Alford sleeping in the bath in my room in the hotel. I remember that most, but um, that's not like Carl. Yeah, no, hey, no, no. You, 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 yeah, you said how, how would you get it back? It's a, probably a good question, and I think that's probably what everybody wants to know. But 
I think that there's got to be some sort of link between the fans and the club again. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how that's brought back. I mean, listen. I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to sort out the the game for Adam Stansfield uh, this year, and I think that that will bring a lot of people back. And I've sort of mentioned um, to a couple of people that you know I'd like to maybe start a a former players association within mm. the club. Mm. Um, yeah. I know a lot of other clubs do it, and but it's usually run by fans and stuff. But I'm willing to to get involved and look at maybe starting doing something like that because, like I say, you know, as an ex player of the of the club and Thorpe, you, you know, you, you you'll agree, you go and watch games or you or you're in and around, but you don't have any involvement. You know, football's no. very much. You know, you leave the club, you're very much forgotten straight away. You know, yeah. even though you're from the club, you live in Yeovil, you're sort of forgotten about or somebody, you know, but if you could have some sort of involvement and go in on match days or, you know, do some events where question and answers, what it was like in your day, what it was like. You know, I, I personally think fans, and I'm not saying fans come in and paying to, for this thing. I'm, I'm talking about former players giving their time to the fans of the club to basically, you know, have... Bring that bit of connection back, I think. Mm. Um, I've, 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 in the past, have uh, actually um, offered my time as yeah. regards to the y- youngsters, uh, whether yeah. it be birthday parties and utilise yeah. the AstroTurf. And, yeah, and yeah. then when I was at, at Yarlington Housing Association, I really tried to get there a link between, you yeah. know, because we're very much community-based because we're a housing association, yeah. Yeah, about giving the community joining up with Yeovil Town Football Club. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I sometimes I felt I was banging my head against a brick wall, and it's really frustrating. Oh, you, you will be, you, Thorpe, you will be. That's, and this yeah, is the thing. I think, this is I think the problem. That, I think the, the one thing that the owner hasn't done, which I really, really wanted him to do, was to get in touch with, with the community, you know, yeah, and the sure. fans, and, and make that link. And if there's somebody in there that can actually make it happen, I'll still be there prepared to give up my time. You know, Thorpe, to fan, and, fans, fans relate to players because yeah. they go to watch the club yeah. because it's their 100%. club and they support the players but they all have favourite players all their kids have favourite players yeah. so when these kids grow up they still have memories of that person being their favourite player so yeah. for me there's a generation of goes from top to bottom where players people like yourself there would have been people that would be you would have been their favourite player so for me, if you come as a unit and you come as a, an association, I say association, but a group, a big group of former players, and you're offering your services to the football club for nothing, you know, mm. to come and help bring that community back and bring fans back to the ground again, oh, you know, invaluable. putting on charity, putting on mm. charity matches and yeah. putting on matches where ex-players play against current players and stuff. And it's all for a bit of fun. But ultimately, yeah. fans would come back and see that because, you know, ultimately, you do get forgotten about, but your name doesn't. So if you try and keep that tie within the club, you know, for me, that would bring a bit of, a, you know, but, you know, I mean, I'm, like I say, I'm, I'm, I live nowhere near Yeovil, but I'd be quite happy to, to get in a car, come down, come to a game, go into a school or so, and do, do whatever, you know. And I know there's a lot of people that would do that as well. So yeah, well, for me, 
I think that's that's what I think needs to happen in Yeovil because that community needs to be brought back together. Yeah, well, I tell you now, I'm 100% behind you, and if you do need any help on that, then um, uh, absolutely give give you as brilliant, much time yeah. as I possibly can. Yeah, right? brilliant, man. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. I think that you've that. actually hit it on on the nail on the head. Then superb. Yeah. Well, moving back hey, to the yeah, FA that's Cup, how you sort it out. What was that? I said, that's how you sort it out to answer yeah. the question before that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, that's it, that's it. Like, yeah. but, but, like I say, I think it's got to be something. So I think that, you know, if people sit in the background and wait and do nothing, I think that, you know, you'll have another couple of years of, of this standoff stuff. And, you know, I just, I'm not sure. Listen, I might be wrong. I'm, it's just my opinion. And like yeah, I said... Unless you, try, unless, yeah, unless, unless you try, you try yeah. uh, unless you try and do things, then 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 like you say, exactly, the club becomes stagnant, and um, that stagnation needs to start moving forward. And if we as ex-players can do something about it, to, to put our little bit of help in there with the community and bringing the club and the fans yeah. together, so that there are more, you know, the reason I wanted to do it is because I truly believe that that, that the youngsters are our ex-supporters. Absolutely, yeah. 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 You know, my ideas are right, or I can sort this out, and I can bring five thousand fans back to the club. You know, that's not. I'm not saying that, but even if there was a hundred people more that came to the no. club, that's a hundred yeah. people's more. Yeah. And, I, and I say yeah. this tongue in cheek: it's a hundred people's more money going mm. into the club that's reinvested into the team. Well, that's two grand, mm. isn't it? You know, yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So you yeah. know, yeah. like I say, and, you it, know, and it all helps. It all helps. Everything helps, you know. Mm. And, and like I say, I just think that there's so many of us that played for the football club. There's so many former players that played for the club. And if we all just came together, and I'm not saying everybody will, because, you know, the, you, you will have some people that, that may not want to do it. But I think if we can try and build something and bring a group of people together, you know, and and, and like I say, even just on Facebook, you know, the stuff we've got with the Yeovil, you know, the Legends game and stuff, you mm. know, and we're trying to, we're trying to, I mean, we're trying to keep it specific to the lads who played with Stano at the time. But I mean, if I opened that up to every single Yova Legends game, we'd have hundreds of people wanting to play. So mm. why not, why, why not look at doing things like that? Because I personally think fans would, would, would come and support that. Well, we used to do it with from... um, charity games. Sorry, yeah. it's just saying we used to do that with charity games, and Terry Cotton was uh, and yeah, he uh, was, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Tony Pounder and prevalent in in, in actually those games, and uh, yeah, you know people like uh, John McGinley turned up. Um, you know Jerry Pearson was was a local bloke, and he's uh, he played in it, and um, yeah, we used to get a few fans there, but they used to enjoy it. You used to enjoy it occasionally. Yeah. You get like Neil Coates come down a few times, and um, yeah, you know was prevalent in playing a big part in. Um, in my brother-in-law's when he had his aneurysm and you know his brain damage yeah. and uh, yeah. you know we, we 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 eventually ended up getting a couple of hundred fans coming along to a game and, and made some money to so that we yeah. could probably help Matty and you know in his fight against exactly um, yeah. his, I mean, that's, his, that, you know, that's the, yeah exactly yeah just Sorry, having to Dave. think what about a um we we talk a lot about the um, and Gawley saying about the idea obviously with the legends match it will hopefully go go ahead later this year but what about a you know what about a free valleys 
match. You know, we can have AD in goal. <laughs> on the wing. We never score if AD's in goal. <laughs> 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 I like your thinking. Food for thought. <laughs> but joking uh, aside, you've got you've got on your side. You've got social media, which is a, a huge tool, yeah. and you've got a, a radio station that's you know ready, willing, and able to come in and I mean that was the whole idea of Three Valleys when we first started when I spoke to John Fry about it that it was going to be a radio station for the club okay but we're going to play music H, as well H, yeah, you know. listen, listen to H listen I've, I've always been a supporter of what you're doing with Three Valleys and, and everything and I think that it's been a massive help for even the Stanhill charity game for me because like I say it's exposure I mean, we set a Facebook up and, you know, like I say, Mark mm. Kelly's been great, yeah. you know, helping. And, he, you know, I've been speaking to Mark about, you know, a couple of ideas and stuff. And like I say, there's lots of people who want to help, you know. So mm. my idea, you know, you over what, they had 7,800 fans there on, you know, against Bournemouth. Yeah. You know, I'd like I'd like a few more than that to come and stand on game, you know, but, and why not? You know, so and, and that will bring so many players back together and so many fans that will come in that nostalgia of 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 coming and paying respect and, and it's not just Stano. You know, you're looking at look at Badger, you know, look at people who have, who have passed away that were involved in the club, Mo O'Donnell, you know, people like this, you know, important people who are in the history of Yeovil Town Football Club that for me just get forgotten. But it shows so, that you know, the, the crowd on Saturday is is a, a sign. It's there. It's there. I it's mean, there. if you take away the 2,000-odd yeah. that Bournemouth brought up, that's still 5,800, yeah. nearly 6,000 people. Yeah, it's definitely, so they're, they're, they, it's definitely there. They come out at Woodwork, don't they, when there's a good game? It's definitely there. Yeah, but uh, listen, we all know why that fans are not going to the game and stuff at the minute, you know, mm. and the politics of that and stuff, which is a shame. But I, I firmly believe that... You know, Yeovil in itself can be that bigger, small club, mm. you know, again, to be honest. And and, and I think that uh, I'm not saying that, you know, we can sort it out, but with a bit of help from people who actually care about the club, you know, I, I do think that, uh, you know, we, we can make a bit of a change, to be honest. Yeah. But going back yeah. to the game Good itself, on, yeah. Yeovil against Bournemouth, um, Thorpe, you saw it. Hilda, you, you actually saw the game live. I saw it on TV. What did you make of it? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, so Thorpe, I was just going to say, we we both sort of picked up the same point, really, that uh, it was so, it wasn't so much about Yeovil, it was just the quality of Bournemouth, really. I mean, Yeovil ticked all the boxes that you can expect from Yeovil to be able to compete with Bournemouth, and that's uh, try and um, compete with effort, com- um, try and compete with pressing, and obviously have the Hewish Park crowd on their side as well. Those were the the ingredients that they would be able to match Bournemouth with. And they did that. So they had little wins and it was it was epitomized with the goal really because it was such a good goal from the fans perspective because yeah, you had the closing down, um, yeah. the press, the crowd were up and everyone played their part, including the crowd, to uh, encourage the press. So it was kind of a pat on the back for everyone with them with that goal. And um, unfortunately, though, from a, um, from Yeovil's perspective, Bournemouth were just on the ball were were just different level. They were yeah. they didn't really have to get out of second gear really in possession, which is kind of ironic in a way because even though they were so good in possession, it was actually 
an error in possession which led to the oval goal. But that aside, um, they never really looked uh, panicked or, or rushed at all. And um, Yeovil gave a really good account of themselves. And to be honest, yeah. it was a really good cup tie. So I'm, I'm sure even from the Yeovil fans' perspective, they just enjoyed a really good game of football. I mean, it's interesting. Doesn't that show again? You know, doesn't that show again what how bigger and importance the fans are to a game? Yeah. You know, Definitely. I saw. I, I mean, I heard. I saw the goal. You know, and I heard the roar. You know, that's what Yeovil's all about. You know, Gawley, the, I'm not sure that goal happens if there's only 900 people in the stadium. Exactly, and that's my whole point. And this is genuine. Like, I understand my game. Like when I played, was about working hard and closing people down and stuff like that. But you do it when the fans, the fans are shouting you on and spurring you on. Mm. You end up, you end up running that extra yard. You know, you do. You know, you genuinely do. So, if you've got six, seven thousand, or five, six thousand in Hewish Park every home game, for me, you know. You're getting more of a response. It's a better atmosphere. As a player, it makes you, and I, and I dare say this funnily, but it makes you work that little bit harder. Yeah, it does. So, you know, and, yeah. and I just think that, like you're saying, that goal probably doesn't happen if the crowd are not willing him on to close that player down for, for the other boy to tap it in the net. Well, the proof of the pudding of the NBA team, wasn't it? Because next week we we go from the sublime to the ridiculous in so much as we've got is it yeah. Needham Town or Needham Market or whatever they're called. Um, yeah, exactly. In, in the FA Trophy, which, let's face it, the FA Trophy is still a road to, to some a trophy at the end of it. At the, you know, and we, we won our first tra- yeah. ever trophy when we won um, at, at Villa Park. So, hey, she, hey she, even, even for example... Look at the FA Cup game, and I know it's all about getting as many people in, but you look at the next game. What's the ticket situation? How much are they charging for tickets? Why don't they just charge everybody a pound? Yeah. You know, charge kids 50 pence to get in or kids win for free. You know, yeah. just get people back in the club. You know, people might come. People think, oh, for a pound, I'll go, I'll go and watch that. No problem. Whereas at the minute, they probably won't go and watch it. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the ticket. I don't know what the price is like. But I'm just thinking of things that the club could it, maybe it, do it, to it does, to do. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Your town could give away give away yeah. 500 tickets to underprivileged children. You yeah. know, they could they could they could pay, and like like all we said, they could pay a pound every single person play a pound to go into that game. I'd yeah. much rather I'd much rather see you know those seats being sat on being full and yeah, and being empty i think collecting they dust. are offering children to go free for the need which is great match. which mm. is great I, 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 wasn't that the case in the last round that the kids were free Happy yes, was it, it yeah. i think it, I, yes. think that's, I think i think I think they should do it more often. There, even for, even for league games. Do for league games. Yeah, yeah. You know, do mm-hmm. for league I Listen, I understand they want to bring in as much money as they can every single week. I get that. I totally understand. But, you know, when you have more people in the ground, more people are buying alcohol, more people are buying yeah. food, yeah. you know, more kids are buying stuff. You know, you know you've got more, more opportunity of buying shirts and selling shirts and stuff. So for me, you know, does I mean, and I, and I say marketing and the way that it's run and stuff, but I'm sure there's different ways of of being able to try and get more bums on seats. To be honest, Kevin, when I worked there, there were so many instances where ideas were put forward 
to increase the crowd, going into schools, giving yeah. away 500 tickets to each school, then the parents have yeah. to come to take the kids there, then so on and so on. Exactly. But they never got yeah, followed up. The times we came up well, with ideas and they never got followed up. It because was... H is more because H is more it's about money and it's about you know, it's about charging whatever you can to try and Well you know, I think there is and, a I don't know. I think there is a bigger picture here as well, because like you say about these ideas, but you know, whether this is speaking out of turn, I don't know, but it's the reality. But at the moment at Hewish Park, there just isn't the facility to do some of this stuff. So, and what I no, mean by that is, like, the tea bars, it's all cash yeah. only. There's no card yeah. machine. Really? There's, um, oh, okay. there's, there's hot water that isn't running in some of the toilets and some of the stands. There's really? water, wow. all, there's standing water all around Hewish Park. Like, the car wow. park is dreadful, Thorpey, that we... Yeah. We managed to park in, and we we needed our wellies like to sort of walk around the grounds. I I mentioned the other day that like Yeovil Town could probably possibly be the only club to get a game called off. Like it, there's so much other stuff. Yeah, it's it's funny. Just very 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 quickly, when I was at um, Trowbridge Town, I started up a, a club with um, I had a couple of little uh, helpers, and uh, we started up the Hornets Club. What the Hornets Club, we actually started off with 36 um, kids on the first day and we ended up with a, a massive 287, I think it was, uh, kids by the end. But they didn't all come to, to every single training session, but the, what I did was I actually it, it started like, and what, what that meant was the kids got a football, they got a T-shirt. And, and then what the club did, what I asked the club to do was actually to give away every month we gave away, you know, a load of tickets free where they could actually bring a pal, and but they had to come in with a paying adult. And our actual gates went up quite considerably. And but what I did then was I asked the club to make sure that all the, the two tuck shops that they actually had, and behind the bar, the kids could buy, you know, for you know, there the, there was like a twenty five p pen or pen or you know a pen. There was an autograph book, you know, all the programs and that we got the. All the the, um, the kids came along with their boots. At half time, they all got on there and they played a little five-a-side games, which had been organised. And that that gave this sort of community sort of spirit around the football club. And, and the people used to say, it's great seeing the kids on the park playing football because hopefully that'll encourage them to want to be part of Trobridge Town Football Club. And, and um, it was a great success. And also, by the end of the year, after playing for everything, uh, you know, playing for the goals and the bibs and and, and the coaches who, who gave up their time, I was able to actually give um, the club, I think the first year I gave them um, 1,700 quid, um, which when I put back in there, and the actual chairman couldn't believe that I was giving him this money, you know, because he said, we've never done this before. You know, and I think that those small little things that could easily bought been bought into to Yeovil Town Football Club, um you know, uh, and those ideas that Gordy's got is in, in imperative to those little steps that we can actually do to get this football club back to where it, where it needs to be. Thorpe, what you need, though, is you need be. a unified desire to do it. And until such time as you get a unified desire to do it, you're going to struggle. Because all these people start with yeah. these ideas, and they're great ideas, some of them, and they really are, and they should work. But all of a sudden, somebody doesn't do their bit... The idea drops 
very quickly once somebody stops doing something and then yeah. you know then the next one ah oh, well we tried that with the last one that didn't work so you know and and that's the problem you've got to get everybody behind it and believe you me in my day there we tried several ideas but it was like it was like pulling teeth sometimes it really was you know but that's that's the way it was yeah. and you can't undo that you just got to hope that uh, if and, yeah. if and when mr Priestland does sell the club that the new owners have got a, a much more unified desire to do these sort of, um, you know, um, but H, projects. H, they're going to they're gonna have to. They're going to have to, otherwise the football club will just keep going down and down and down. Yeah. You can have all the money and you can have all yeah. the money in the world, but yeah. if you don't have your fan base, you've got nothing. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're, you're, so they have so to think right. about something, you know, and, mm. and, and this is my point of saying, you know, getting a group of people together and getting more and more and more and more people together to join you know the, the, a bit of change a bit of something you mm. know and, and and i think that that's the only way you can do it like thorpe said if you don't try you never know what's going to work but exactly if you try with good yeah. ideas if you yeah. try with good ideas and something works then then why not mm. Mm. no absolutely you know but look lads I, I hate to break this conversation up because it was going somewhere well it has got somewhere you mean you, you mean you want to watch Man United? Well, no, that's not for an hour yet. So I've, I've got more important things to do, like get this up on its podcast, for example. Um, but yeah, basically, yeah. we're running out of time. Uh, so first of all, Kevin, thanks very much for coming on, mate. I hope you'll come on again. Yeah. Uh, anytime. 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 Well, I'll no hold problem. you to anytime. that. Um, so, no, but, you know, I, I, listen, I've said this before. Anytime, mate. No problem. Yeah. Okay. No, well, I'll, I'll get you back on in the next couple of weeks. Don't worry. Um, Ricky, thanks yeah. for joining us, mate. I hope we no have problem, a, a successful mate. evening. Um, whether we would or not remains to be seen, but uh, you know, not holding out any hope. This is probably the highlight of my evening now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'd just like to make, go on air and give give Harry Maguire a message from I, I feel all Man United supporters. It's no good coming on saying you're fed up with this and you're fed up with that and you want this and you want that. Don't keep talking about it, do it on the bloody pitch. And from that point. Hello to uh, Hilda and goodbye to Hilda. Thank you very much for joining us. <laughs> and hello to Thorpey and goodbye Pleasure, to mate. Thorpey. Thanks for coming on the show, mate. Uh, and uh, Up the villa. Up the villa. <laughs> to everybody else, don't forget to join us next Saturday at uh, about quarter to three when we have the FA Trophy match against Needham Market. And Thorpey and Hilda, no, I think it's, uh, it's Hilda and Rick, isn't it, next week? Yes. Well, we, we haven't discussed it yet, so just say Hilda for now and we'll confirm the other one later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, absolutely. But, but in the meantime, thank you very much for listening to everybody. Thanks to the boys for joining us. And we'll join you again next week. Goodbye. Oh, and P.S. I'm so sorry about the Zoom quality, but uh, there were a couple of po moments when it uh, it was not very good. But unfortunately, it's out of our hands. It's, it's the internet, that wonderful tool called the internet. Anyway, see you next week. Bye-bye.